0: First Metrosec is provided this podcast as a general market commentary. Reference to any specific security, product, or entity do not constitute as an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed by the hosts are subject to change without notice and First Metrosec is under no obligation to update, amend, change, or correct any of the statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed. The statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of First MetroSec. First Metrosec disclaims any liability arising from reliance on or reference to any information obtained in this podcast.
1: Hello. Hello. Podcast Network Network
0: Asia. You are listening to First Metro Securities' Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy, in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar from the research department at First Metro Sec.
1: So good afternoon. So I'm Royce Aguilar, I'm the equity research analyst of First Metro Securities. So thank you. Okay. So good afternoon. This is our market wrap-up for the month of March, okay? We have our usual outline, but I I have two special topics for you later. Actually, SACTO, we have uh, students here. We'll talk about a bit of what's happening today in the U.S. in terms of the yield curve, right? But let's talk about the general outline first, what happened in the month of March. We're done. We're done with the first quarter of the year, guys. So it's pretty quick. What to watch out for in the month of April, right? Stock picks and traders... Playbook highlights, of course, most of you or some of you may know already are long-term stock picks and I will reiterate it later. But of course, to add further value to this presentation, I uh, added a couple of traders' playbook picks for appreciation. So what happened in the month of March is actually we are just down by nearly 1.5%. In the month of March, we closed at 7203 earlier. And year to date, the PSI is still up by 1.1%. So, to discuss what dragged the market, it's still the higher commodity prices, guys. It's just oil, it's still right now. Even commodity prices, the likes of uh, nickel, palladium, even wheat, diba? silver, all went up. And of course, it's good for some investors of commodities, but if you're actually a company and then these are your raw materials, Kunyari, wheat. Diba? raw materials, coal, it, it actually lessens your profit because it's your cost. Assuming you have the same sales, it increases your cost and your profit will be lower. So that's what's dragging the market. And then this uh, market-specific event, FTSE, Asia Pacific, Semi Islander Index viewer SM got removed surprisingly. Usually, just to provide some guidance, usually when a certain stock gets removed from an index, and for example, I'm a global fund manager, I track the same index. I track FTSE, for example, FTSE, and then SM got removed. Since I'm tracking the index and SM got removed, I have to sell SM. Not necessarily because of a change in fundamentals, but because I'm tracking the index where SM is not already part of, If you take a look at the market, pa rin dragging a bit because of the huge volume. Uh, that SM has. And then if you take a look at what supported the market, several reasons, signing of the amendments to the Public Service Act into law, strong earnings by several index names, and central bank's decision to keep rates steadier, Right? If a central bank communicates well what they want to do, that makes it easier for the market to move. Okay? Must predictable, better for the market. Uncertainty, not good for the market. So central bank has been Steady in terms of what they will do, hence the market will be supportive of it. first special topic that we will uh, discuss today is the effect of the Public Service Act, diba? So let's discuss first, ano So si President Duterte signed into law allowing full foreign ownership of telcos, airlines, and railways, okay? So this is the Public Service Act. Uh, we're seeing mixed reactions from this because they nila. oh, we're yung our country to foreigners. But, you know, let, let's dissect it a bit, right? Let's, let's dissect it a bit. So specifically, the law would allow for full foreign ownership of businesses in select industries, telcos, airlines, railways. Some sectors, however, will remain restricted to full foreign equity, such as public utility vehicles, water, electricity, petroleum pipelines, and seaports. Okay. So according to Duterte, the amendments will support the country leading the path towards economic recovery. Okay. And we actually have a report on this one. Okay. We will tackle that in a bit. This is actually already it. So one benefit is that. Liberalization always brings about an increase in investments. Diba? So, in the past, ownership limitations have been cited as among major setbacks that has lowered the country's competitiveness in attracting FDI, that's foreign direct investment inflows. So, it is therefore a consensus view that lifting of foreign ownership restrictions is a game changer that will lead to huge investments in the country. So, it will be felt in the coming administrations. Diba? So, it will be remembered that, na, okay, now ito March 2022. Right? So it, it, it's a long-term thing. So now, the question is, what are the implications to Philippine Telcos? because Kasi ito, yung, ito yung sector na heavily affected in a positive way ng Public Service Act. Okay? So if you take a look at the left side of the slide, producing those sa, sa podcast, the left side dissected further what's part of the, the Public Service Act. Diba? So let's, let's, let's talk about it. So... There are industries na exempted from this, day, such as public utility, public uh, such as yung mga, yung nga, uh, water, electricity, de So there are limitations. Not all sectors are can be hundred percent owned, okay. And then there's one provision here that the president may also suspend transactions involving critical infrastructure that would threaten national security. So, for example, if you're, if the government thinks that major harmful yung certain continento. Tapos gusto mag-invest, ba? Pwede siya ni president. So may mga rin naman na limitations. Okay? So the, the question here is what are the implications of this one on Philippine telcos? Okay, we, we mentioned liberalization brings about an increase in investments and therefore competition. Right? So actually, this is good for consumers as well. But, if we take a look at the telco itself, okay, yung risk of competition is there. But let's, let's, talk about what's the actual situation of the telco industry, right? Number 1, it's already saturated, the wireless mobile segment. Number 2, lack of available mobile frequency spectrum, band. Number 3, the considerable time it will take a new entrant to achieve a competitive business scale. In our view, the path with the lowest barrier to entry is for fresh foreign investments in the sector to form partnerships and or joint ventures with existing players. So this is how it will actually benefit the telcos. Okay? So, definitely the telcos will have to. You know, the telcos will hear this out, right? In terms of, okay, this can increase my um, competitiveness. They know that they have a lot to improve in terms of their service, so maybe a foreigner can help them, right? So, in the short term, outside the potential secure impact of the bill, there are two existing players that could enjoy share price appreciation the next two to three months. So, specifically, GlobeTel since it raises their free float adjustment market cap weights on foreign benchmark indices, such as the MSCI. So the, just to explain, the MSCI is another benchmark index. One criteria there is free float adjustment, which can increase their weight to MSCI. So if, if their weight increases in the next rebalancing, the phone managers who are tracking MSCI have to buy more of Globentel. Because they're tracking the index, they have to track the weight given that foreign ownership increases and that's one criteria of MSCI Globe Globetel hence there's there's some share price appreciation upside for share price upside for these names right for Converge once Pumasok siya na MSCI which is expected to be in May Converge can benefit as well so you see there on this slide our specific recommendations we have a buy call on PLDT Converge right as you may see in our website Globe. We have a hold call. We have a target price of 2.8. If you think that's enough upside for you, it's okay to buy. But we have a priority on PLDT and Converge. Actually, for PLDT, we have a target price now of 2150 We lowered it a bit. But nevertheless, it's still a buy for us. Okay? So now, the, the second special topic that we would like to discuss is uh, the, the inversion of the yield curve. Okay? So we are seeing in the U.S. some inversion so yield curve okay so i'd just like to explain a bit because probably you might hear this more often in the coming weeks or months right so on just to explain a bit this is how a normal yield curve looks like so for those listening to our podcast um the normal yield curve is higher right but the inverted yield curve is so just to explain a bit or downward sloping i think that's the that's the best way to describe it. inverted yield curve downward sloping or neg- negatively slope, Yung normal yield curve is positively slope. So just to explain a bit, under normal conditions, right? interest rates go up with an increase in the time of maturity in your normal yield curve. So this results in a positive slope. If interest rates and time to maturity are neg- negatively correlated, then the resulting inverted yield curve will show a negative slope. So what, the, what does this mean? Historically, the yield curve assumes a negative slope in the lead up or Meaning, inverted yield curve, meaning there's a probable recession and economic slowdown. Yung pinaka tinitignan na spread are the 10-year and the 2-year bond. Okay, so if the 10-2 spread falls below zero, meaning the yield curve is inverted or negative, negatively sloped. An inversion of the yield curve signals that investors expect longer-term rates to be below near-term rates. So meaning, mas mataas yung yield ng short-term kaysa sa long-term. right? Meaning they're not positive in the long-term. Meaning, they expect a potential economic downturn. Okay? Yun po siya. So, I would like to emphasize though, na once the yield curve inverts, it doesn't mean maka. It doesn't mean, or at least historically, the recession, agad-agad yan. Not necessarily. So for the US, if we take a look at, at this slide, the first, the first part here, inversion date. For example, let's take a look, ano na lang? yung pre-COVID, guys. This is, this is a good example. Pre-COVID, inversion date, pinaka August 26, 2019, guys. Wala pang signs of COVID yan. Wala. Right? But, if you take a look at the S&P 500, that's the top 500 companies in the US, nag peak siya Feb 19, 2020, meaning from August 26, 2019 to Feb 19, 2020, the market went up 19% specifically. Right? But the recession began March 2020. That's when the market began to drop. Right? So may delay, may lag. Right? So, of course, you're seeing the inversion of the daily curve now right but does it mean there will be a recession agad-agad but meaning the inversion of the yield curve gives us something to think about that it is a reliable indicator but it's not immediate there's a, a bit of a lag so moving forward what could be the result yung Russia Ukraine ba pwede lumala right will there be something worse will there be a, will, will inflation hit us really bad na magka recession Yun mga natin isipin does it mean you, you must have 100% cash right now but meaning you should watch more of the news, market, or our reports. Yun Okay? So now, taking a look at the chart, right? The market did close above 7.2 today. Today, March 31. For those listening to the podcast, I'm reporting as March 31. On March 31. But I'm still putting it as a resistance, right? A resistance means... Because uh, ha- I think... We must give it until at least until a day to confirm that it actually went above 7.2 Because I am not I'm not convinced of the volume. Right. If you take a look at the, the PSA recently, I recognize that it has rebounded, right? But I don't I'm not convinced of the volume yet. Okay. So you must keep watchful. Looking at price action alone looking at price action alone. Last week the PSA managed to end above seven thousand. Today it today it managed to end above 7.2. But the volume is not there. Net foreign buying, deep pa masyad, poor net foreign selling pa. So the trading plan is to continue to hold, but you must be um, cautious because the market can still go downwards. Definitely. Looking at price action, we're not out of the woods. That's the key takeaway. But does it mean you, again, does it mean you have to be 100% cash? Time, time in the market is better than timing the market. Time in the market is better than timing the market. That's the key takeaway here. We're just providing guidance on price action but nevertheless, exposure in equities is always good. Just a matter of allocation. Siyempre, kung kung yung market is not, if if the economy or the companies are not so positive, you have to lower your allocation. Doesn't mean 100% cash. Okay? There's always a bull market somewhere. I think that's what I want to share with you guys. There's always a bull market somewhere. The bull market right now is in commodities not good for consumers right kasi tumatas yung presyo tumatas yung gas but if you're an investor of course you have to spot where you can invest and right now it's commodities that, that's where the super cycle is right now okay so what to watch out for in the month of april will reproduction number continue that's we're still talking about covid here guys reproduction number continue to subside despite the surge in other countries Diba? Yung mga ibang countries, tumataas yung cases ulit. So we, we are pretty fortunate na hindi di pa napupunta sa atin. Probably because baka tayo ona, right? Economic data, inflation, April 5th, unemployment rate, 7, or oh, if you mean it, says April 18. Job support, tomorrow for US, April 1. Inflation, April 12th, GDP, April 28th. Manufacturing data, tomorrow. And then we have a several, uh, we have a couple of central bank Meetings for Japan on the 28th and EU on the 14th. Campaign season, again, we mentioned this last month. in campaign season is a much in terms of policies that our uh, leaders will implement. Okay? Must watch yan, What policies, especially yung, mga, yung mga likely winners, ano ba yung policies nila? Because that will be watched by the market. Ukraine-Russia developments and its impact on commodity prices, global inflation. Okay, inflation is sky high prior to the Ukraine-Russia issue. Now, meron pang Ukraine-Russia. See, si Ukraine-Russia, provider of, di ba, na, 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 na wheat, tapos si russia exports oil. Impact, heavy impact on commodity prices. China and North Korea actions. May, may times na medyo, may mga, <laughs> may mga nilinig din thai news. So, I, I kept, I put it here just in case, you know, things get worse. So, again, news is something to watch out for. But please, stay out of fake news. Please rely on reliable sources. You can tell me that reliable sources is subjective, but I disagree. Because it's easy to pinpoint reliable sources, diba? So, please stay, ano, please watch for uh, reliable sources, news base, And then... First quarter Philippine and US corporate earnings. Magssimula na po yan next month. Okay, you will see a bit of full year 2021 earnings in the coming days. But in terms of first first quarter earnings, it will already start in the month of April, mostly in May. Okay. So in terms of our stock, I guess for you, for our avid listeners, yung mga lagi ikinig, no? Um, you guys know this. Okay. So. But I will reiterate it. I will still reiterate it for those who are first time. For Jollibee, it's uh, one of our topics in consumer sector. Target price is $289. Uh, the interesting thing here is the, the business has turned around. right? The key takeaway is the business has turned around. really reopen yung Philippine economy. Not only the Philippine economy, but global economy where Jollibee has exposure. Diba, exposure. So Europe, US. So it's good. Kasi before when it was a pandemic the playing field was level, diba right? level in playing field Because if you're going to order from the app grab byan food panda or kahit anong app you can choose from a lot of restaurants but since we're reopening already the company or the restaurants with the most branches benefits so that's where jollibee's uh, ahead of the target price for jollibee is 89 for fb struggling in terms of uh, price action Right, but if you take a look at the fundamentals, if you're if you're a long-term investor, best to stick with the fundamentals, and the fundamentals, um, is still okay, is still strong for FB, okay. Especially nagre-open tayo, you guys. If you take a look at the social media, diba sana pupunta? yung mga friends natin, napupunta sila sa beach, Batangas, Boracay, La Union, umiinom for adults, and and keep in mind that 90% of the market share is. As a segment is uh, San Miguel in terms of beer. So that's 9 out of 10, you're probably drinking a San Miguel beer. Okay. So that's, that's for F. For RHI, it's, it's a small, reopen open, bottom line RHI will benefit. So that's the key takeaway here. Our target price for RHI is 83 pesos. Again, the price action, somewhat sluggish, but the fundamentals remain strong. Okay so just be patient okay the market is still facing some headwinds regarding inflation but if you take a look at the reopening we are already reopening and rhi would definitely benefit from that sm definitely sm is one of our topics actually our topic because it has large exposure across sectors where we see recovery to be robust retail real estate banks number one csm right and again it got removed from the FTSE index which actually resulted in the stock trading at a steep discount, which we should take advantage of. Because, okay, it's removed from the index. But the fundamentals have not changed, right? We're reopening. They're aggressive on expansion. We should take advantage of it. And our target price is 1267 And for the property, Ayala Land, our target price is 49 We lowered it from $52, take into account the full-year earnings. Nevertheless, the upside is still there. It is a leader in the Philippine residential market and is a second largest small developer. Okay? As more, as we see more remittances come in, as more, you know, people come back to work, not only here, but our mga kababayan in other countries. Diba? It benefits the property wh- which they can invest in. Diba? Kasi si Ayala naman, di naman siya premium lang. Eh. Meron siya mga, it, it caters to all segments. Meron siya mga brand f- per segment. And again, second largest small developer, it's there the mall reopening okay so ayala land 49 same case for rlc diba? coming back ng, ng malls diba? property tapos yung yung office yeah we are hearing a bit about in yung mga news ngayon papasok pa yung bpo or not but eventually eventually they will right eventually they will not taking a stance here but eventually they, there's really room to, to go back to the office especially when security is at risk, right? Uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, the upside is there. Target price is 30 pesos. SM Prime, same case, right? Mall, beneficiary, property rebound, office stability. If you take a look at the second point here for SM, we drilled it down. Rental reprieve to normalize faster than expected. Meaning, during the pandemic, these companies were kind enough to, to waive Rent or at least less the rent because it's COVID. But right now, the na yung rents yung normalized, which benefits the, the, the landlord, which is SMPH. For banks, we're positive on banks. Bottom line, we're positive on banks. BPI, 111 pesos. If you take a look at what management is thinking, we, we kept on mentioning what we think of the banks. Now it's time to mention what the management actually thinks. Of their of their business so specifically they expect loan growth to reach 8 to 10 percent this year which is high coming from five percent last year which already beat our target right? so some segments are already at pre-pandemic level so we can only expect better things from the banks so bpi specified it right? so for bdo target price is 183 among our coverage universe BDO is the biggest beneficiary of economic reopening so we see expansion in companies set interest margins. We're seeing potential rate hikes in the coming, uh, in, the, in the, the latter part of the year. Again, it that benefits banks. If you take a look at the U.S., the bank, yung yung bank stocks there, prior to the rate hike, na si at, right? it's easy to pinpoint now, okay, you'll rate, pag yung rates. But again, the stock market is forward-looking. If... If investors, especially the more savvy ones, really see that tightness a rate hike na si BSP, na na in BSP, will banks. So we're not yet late. Okay, you're seeing, you're seeing some banks already rally, ba You see Metro Bank, right? um, BDO have rebounded well. So you're not yet late. For security bank, target price is 150. Upside will come from re- rebound in retail banking where there are higher margins, higher fees generation. So Metrobank, we're not covering Metrobank since we're part of the group, but we have a research partner who covers Metrobank. And their target price is 68. It's also a buy. Okay. These are our topics. For those listening to our podcast, I will mention the offside of these names of our topics. So for SM, 39%. Ayala Land, 39%. SMPH, 26%. RLC, 46%. GFC 28%, FB 86%, RHI 49%, BDO 37%, BPI 11%, SECB 37%. So, those are the upside as of earlier, March 31. So, this is our model port. This shows you the performance of our picks. Diba? Transparent, kami, Transparent, diba? So, if you take a look at the market cap weighted return, it's 2.3%. Meaning, base mo yung, for example, if you have a portfolio, base mo yung weight sa market cap ng companies. So, for example, SM, SMPH having the highest market cap, silaime may highest part portfolio mo. But assuming you wanna make it simple, diba? You wanna buy all picks equal amount of money. You're down by 0.5%. PSEI up by 0.1%. So, the si market cap return outperforming a bit mainly because of the strength and resilience of the bigger market cap names such as SMPH, BDO. So Traders Paybook highlights, just to mention a couple of Traders Paybook that we have for our clients here. I hope you benefited from some of our picks. So we just released earlier si Nickel, Nickel Asia. We actually recommended Nickel Asia several times. And simula yung 5 pesos, at least uh, for the past 12 months, we've been recommending Nickel Asia. Recently at 5 pesos, went up, right? Tapos we recommended it again, Feb. Pull buy and pull back. Pull back siya ulit. Now we are recommending again nickel Asia. The fundamentals remain robust. Right? The fundamentals remain robust. Electric vehicles, tapos, yung nickel prices can remain elevated, g- given the proposal of the Indonesian government to impose a progressive buyy on the export of nickel, pig, iron and ferro nickel So that supports nickel prices. And the fundamentals remain healthy because nga nga the demand for electric vehicles. So, they use nickel for the lithium battery. Okay? So, that's, that's one. Another is Cebulan Masters. This is more of a play on dividends. No? Um, it, it's a different take if you're a long term investor or if you're a trader. Nevertheless, for Cebulan Masters, the fundamentals remain robust also. It's undervalued. It's aggressively expanding outside of Luzon. Kasi nga yung niche niya is besides Mindanao where, it's, where there's a huge room for growth, Right? So our specific strategy can be found in our website. Okay? So Cebulan Masters Nickel for this particular presentation. If you if want to look at our specific buying points, please take a look at our website. So this is the hit ratio. Last month, Nasa 70%. Sya, but of course, the market went down. Some of our picks hit their cut loss levels. But what we are proud of, if you take a look at below, diba? so PSEI is up by 1.1%. Uh, our playbook is up by nearly 7%. Diba? So outperforming. Risk management is key, guys. Risk management is key. Diba? So, Inu-una namin yung risk before profits. At least for the serious people. Because we want to focus on um, Preservation of um, wealth. Okay? So icing on the cake Na you're profiting. Okay? So we also have podcasts. Deba. So, We have a podcast, we released one earlier this month. Interview with founder and CEO of Solar Philippines, Leandro Reviste. We have more podcast episodes coming for you guys. We're excited to release more content for you. Okay. So now let's welcome all of your questions. I will give you two minutes to answer your questions. Okay. So thank you. All right. So let's try to answer your questions. I'll first start sa Q&A, right? So please, yung mga questions, first start tayo sa Q&A. So question, do you think mayroon pang susunod na IPO this April given na may SRO, CUBP this April? Yeah, um I'm not sure yeah. if sa April mismo, no? but there are a lot of companies that are planning to list. So one is si Villarit, si North di ba si Northstar, yung provider ng meet to SM, meron SM REIT? See si SM Prime Elite. there's also Balay, ni Flutas, the mga nag disclosed, right? Yeah, I, those are the companies that I know of, but I'm pretty sure there are uh, there are more. So, if you notice, no, the past few, para the past couple of years, past three years, major exciting the IPO scene here in the Philippines. So, we're pretty happy about it, and I think this, this is a good exercise for us to really pinpoint anong We natin. Di napat natin bilin lahat, no. We have to pinpoint which ones to buy. Actually, may, may mga literary, may mga books sinasabi, not buy at IPO kasi pretty volatile yan. No? But again, if you're a long-term investor, it's a different approach. Eh. It's a different approach. Usually, pag fundamentals, long-term ka talaga. What I agree is, dapat alam mo muna yung, yung IPO price. Kasi, yung IPO price will determine ano na yung valuations ng stock at that price. So, hindi ko lang bibili dahil sa company, paano kung mahal siya? So, you Have taken consideration of the price also. Next question is What are the FMS top 10 picks for long term highest paying div stocks? So, medyo madami top 10 picks, no, but um, I'll mention a few. It's not necessarily FMS, no? it's not necessarily the company's picks, I'll, uh, but I'll mention some highest paid dividend stocks. No, we cover and we like so. Dibasi PLDT. So, we like PLDT. Si Globe, we have a hold column Globe, but it provides stable dividends. Yung mga playbook picks namin, diba? like si Semerara. Avoid his Power. Yeah, they provide the healthy dividends. If you take a look at si Metrobank, surprisingly, part of the Dividend Yield Index. So one thing to consider also. So those are some names that na you can consider. The, the nice thing about it is that the dividend paying names now also has Share Price Appreciation Upside. Share Price Upside. So please take a look at our Stocks Can We provide there if you want dividend yielding names. There are a screen yung mga likely be bigger ng dividends. So, yeah, we have lots of reports to cater to your request. Yeah, uh, this is a good question. No? Given that SGP and Monde are trading at below their IPO prices, is it a buy recommendation given also their growth potential versus target values? It's a good question. For SGP, again, we, we don't uh, we're not we don't have an official call for SGP, but I think it can also be part of the previous question. Na baka magiging, highest, magiging consistent high-paying dividend stocks si SGP. And SGP, keep in mind, si SGP indirectly, indirectly owns NGCP. NGCP, one of the more stable companies that you will see. Okay? Ano siya? Goes in line with the economy. Transmission siya. Transmission. Dabay? Yung yung cycle ng energy, dapat before it goes sa power generation company, dadayan sa Generation, transmission, distribution. So yung process. So see NGCP like dominates the transmission side. So it's a it's a name to, to consider definitely. For Monday, yeah, yeah, we understand. We actually yeah, we actually may buy Kolka But right now we we are not aggressively recommending it to clients. Mainly because we know it will get hit by high inflation, high commodity prices for Monday. So we're not Aggressively recommending it, even despite that below IPO price. If you want an exposure, very small allocation. We're still focused on the opening name, specifically property banks, that are affected by the Ukraine-Russia issue. So there. Another question is, When will PSI hit 8,000? What catalysts can propel the PSA out of the consolidation phase? Good question. Again, right now, we have lots of risks. Lots of risks right now. Ukraine-Russia effect, inflation. Because tumatas yung commodity prices could lead to recession. Global recession. Diba? That's the risk. That's the worst case scenario. Right? But catalyst, the catalyst. Number, number one, the Ukraine-Russia issue. Mg moderate yung commodity prices, meaning bababa. And it will be good for the economy. Right. Number two: Healthy, fair election. Diba? Better yet, yung Manalo, malinaw yung platforms. If you recall before, no 2016, landslide win, Duterte, malinaw. Build, build, build. Infrastructure, long-term growth, economy, market, like that. Kaya umaket yung market in after the win. That's the scenario we want, then. Yeah, I think, I think that's the near-term catalyst. Kasi right now, I, I would have said reopening. Pati ga-reopen na tayo, eh. But the market... Re- if if wala yung Ukraine Russia issue we probably hit 75 at least 75 already. Okay, so it's not reopening anymore. Kasi reopening is na nga 'yung nagpapa market right now eh, above 7000. So we have to remove all the risk. We have to wait for the risk to be over para 8000. Does it mean you don't buy it? But that doesn't mean you have to be aggressive right now. Napat may exposure ka sa market but don't be over aggressive. Dapat may a bit ng cash ka. around 10 to 25 percent cash to save for a rainy day just in case the market goes down but you you must have a bit of exposure okay can we still see a positive upside for ac and xor or ASEN? for it it's a different approach no because for ASEN, we have to admit that for ASEN it's relatively expensive but definitely the growth prospects are there but we have what we have to ask ourselves is how much is priced in right um, right now, because it's it's ASEN is still relatively expensive, but doesn't mean doesn't mean you should not have ASEN. It's just that amongst the power names like uh, Boitis Power, Semerara, ASEN, si ASEN siguro lower ano muna, lower allocation. And then once price come back at, at, at attractive levels, you can increase your exposure. Because definitely renewables, renewables is the future. It's actually the present and the future, right? And ASEAN is well positioned not only in the local but international. It exposed it's exposed Australia, Vietnam, India, diba? So it capture the developing markets. So well positioned shadon okay. So ASEAN is well positioned to really make more consistent profits. next year kasi, the good thing about it uh, is the ASEAN. I, um, I think it's um. Transferring some assets to ASEX, making it a bit more less speculative, right? So yeah, so for ASX we have to evaluate it a bit. No, the good thing about it is the exploration side. Nya is still something to watch out for. Not approved not na approved earlier this month. But yeah, so something to watch out for for ASEX. Definitely, may upside pasha, but it's hard to quantify. For ASEN, it's just that, may upside pa sya, but. Some of those or most of those have been priced in already. Good question, though. Next question, are the stock picks also applicable for long-term investors or just for traders? Are you talking about the top 10 picks or the traders' playbook? If you're talking about the traders' playbook picks, mostly for traders' range, but if you take the fundamental aspects or the explanation in the said report, you can take it as a long-term point of view. But just keep in mind, it's not our long-term. Okay, because our long-term picks are the ones mentioned earlier, the top 10. Diba? So So yun yung pang long-term investors. Yeah, which REIT companies do you think will fulfill their dividend projections? And which ones appear to encounter challenges in meeting their dividend projections? Yeah. It's a good question, but in, in, you know, bottom line, we want to stick with the bigger companies. Because the bigger companies are more likely to meet their dividend projections. So... Actually, you know, we, we, we prefer more the likes of rcr eighty INSHA. It's a good question. Can you share more color on why URC has rebounded recently given inflation concerns haven't subsided and they have less ability to pass on cost to consumers and like retailers like Peer Gold? Yeah, it's a good question. But, you know, if, if you ask me, it's more of just an oversold bounce. There, you're right. The are still there. Inflation concerns are still there, but it's just an oversold bounce. If you're a bit Tech savvy, no technical analysis savvy. Usually, the stocks don't continually go down unless probably seraning company or something, right? But for your naman the company is uh, robust enough. But indeed, it's facing concerns. Kaya siya bumababa, but doesn't it mean it will go straight downhill, diba? If you take a look at downtrend, bababa, akit ng bababa. Oh. So that, that could be. What will happen to URC? Na bakak mag downtrend siya. Right, actually right now downtrend na siya. But I'm not going to be overly optimistic of what the rebound right now. It's just an oversold bounce, if you ask me. We're looking at the company closely in terms of valuation wise, but the fundamentals it will still face headwinds regarding uh, concerns inflation. Good question, no? sir. Pag you ba ng twenty percent stock dividend video babagsak tib ba ng price yung 20% pag na twenty percent pag nagibigay ni dividend. I think what we have to be clear here is, yeah, babagsak yung price na twenty percent. But does it mean, for example, if may hawak ng video ngayon, babagsak yung hawak mo ng twenty percent? Not necessarily. The price will just adjust, given that it gave twenty percent stock dividend. It it happened before. It happened to. Diba, nagbigay ng stock dividend si, si Macro Asia before, si MetroBank before. Diba, nagbigay yung mga stock dividend. Nag-adjust the na price nila. But does it mean nag-iba yung value? Nag, di nag di yung market cap. So we just have to be clear on that. But to be clear with your question, the price will adjust given that it will give 20% stock dividend. But it, the value does not change. The market cap will not change. Yun. Yeah, sige. Sabi nila balikan daw yung stock picks. So for SEC, again, it's not long term coverage of ours, but we have, it's one of our traders' playbook picks. Right? For Semerara, I expect it to, to make a new high, to be honest. Um, it's just consolidating right now, kasi inakit na inakit this month. But I think it's uh, good to buy a bit now, buy more until 30 pesos. Semerara definitely it's a company that can actually give high dividends. So, usually pag nabina dividends, akay announcement date. So you can take advantage of that. STC hasn't announced yet, but I do believe it will give high dividends. Besides that, the fundamentals remain robust, I mean, long term definitely yung coal ma be ba? But we have to define what, what's long term. It could be years from now. But for now, at present. SEC is attractive pa. Next question is, FB, does FMSF have a buy call? Yeah, FB is our, um, one of our picks. In terms of, yeah, it's a good question. What are What, what is or are the issues why the stock continues to go down? I think, it, number one is inflation, related inflation. Because besides beer, there's a food segment na a yun inflation. Besides that, I think yung public float is not that makes it not heavily traded. I think the float rate was 11%. Usually, because when the float is float, it's not heavily traded. So it's easy for the stock to go down, to go up. Next question is, do you advise buying a than Ali? Not necessarily, no? Actually, what we recommend is, ba you're seeing our long-term picks here, right? You can see top 10 long-term picks. Namin. One way to, to allocate your portfolio, assuming you're moderately aggressive, is 70%. To 80% of these stocks, 10 to 20% dividend paying names. Part of the 10 to 20% dividend paying names are REITs. tapos 10% probably short-term traders' paybook picks. That, that, that could be one idea, right? So it's not one way or the other. You could actually have both. It's just that we recommend higher allocation on the opening names. Cause the economy is reopening right now. And it's just that lang long headwind right now on inflation. But doesn't mean the earnings will go back to COVID levels. We do believe the rebound will come. So there. And we're actually seeing it already, you rebound. Yeah. Good question, no? Sir, why is si SGP not with the Dividend Yield Index at PSCI? Because one criteria there is that you consistent with dividends for the past three years. Or if for example, the REITs for the past months have listed. listed. GP SGP, siguro, it has a consistent dividend yeah, it has to consistently give dividends in the coming quarters. Para masama, and the rebalancing naman of the dividend yield index is every Feb and August. So let's see, probably next year or two years from now, masama ni CSGP. Another good question is it good to buy gma seven? It's it's one of our traders' playbook picks. Um, but high the dividends plus it's a beneficiary of election because it's a campaign, di ba? Advertising plus you know unfortunate for what happened with, with ABS, right? But for lack of a better way to explain it, GMA7 is benefiting you know, from, from what's happening. Of course, probably they're saddened too by what's happening. But you know, looking at earnings, you can really see the improvement. So yeah, it's a, it's a buy for GMA7. As for Trader's Paybook picks, uh, short-term picks. If you want an explanation, more elaborate way for GMA7, we actually put it in Trader's Paybook report. So let me answer the last two questions. Yeah, I think one question is what time the Proposing Traders Paybook? It doesn't have a specific time, no? unlike our daily report, weekly report, usually before before market. But Traders Paybook, kasi sometimes I write intraday, I release intraday. So there's no specific time. But we make sure that we release four to five times a week. Last question. Yeah, that's a good question. Medio ano naman, no iba? Medyo global related. So tech stocks perform. Accidentally, during the past two years due to innovation during lockdowns. You're, you're right on. What is the future of tech now? I.e. U.S. ETF, NASDAQ 100. I'm, I'm actually answering this because if you take a look at our funds, there are global funds there. So it's good for you to also consider for those who are listening. For tech stocks, definitely, at least for the U.S., we actually think that in terms of upside, mas mataas yung emerging markets right now. right? Mainly because the tech have already... The tech stocks. I'm not saying the tech stocks dina yen akat. Aket yan definitely. But if you take a look at the next twelve months, there's more upside in the emerging markets. Where the reopening is just beginning. The Philippines in other countries, Indonesia ng, is a palang yung recovery. Yung reopening. So that's where the upside will lie. But the future of tech, which is your question, definitely the, the, the future of tech is definitely there. The nice thing about NASA 100 is that it's really balanced. So, the the top 100 tech companies, the NASA 100 will always be filled with the top 100 tech companies, and the tech will only continue to improve in the future. So, it's something to put money in, right? But again, allocation perspective, tayo, emerging markets, Philippines are poised to outperform in the next 12 months. So, for tech, in the coming months or years, but definitely a must-have at portfolio, especially for the more aggressive ones. It's good to always diversify. We have our top 10 picks, but doesn't mean that 100% we'll put Right? So we must always diversify. It's just a matter of allocation, guys. Just a matter of allocation. We recommend higher allocation to Philippine reopening companies. So property, financials, consumer discretionary. So chai. So there. Thank you. Thank you everyone. So for questions, we send in lang sa email namin. Um, yeah, so thank you everyone. No, Thank you for listening in to another Market Wrap Up. Please stay tuned sa mga nakamiss. Ipopost namin sa po- as Spotify, Apple, Google podcast. Okay, and then we'll have more of this. We'll have more podcasts. So stay tuned for our content. We'll have more. Uh, we, have, we have other events. We have gift series. We have other Seminar, so stay tuned ng sa social media accounts natin. So thank you. So this has been Roy Seguilar, Equity Research Analyst of First Metro Securities. As always, it's hashtag Your Future First. So thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up to date market news and info, exclusive content. And the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join Facebook.com slash groups slash First MetroSec and be part of the First MetroSec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia